0: Welcome to the Modern CPA Success Show, where we're 100% focused on helping accounting firms achieve success. If you're an accounting firm owner who wants to learn how to provide virtual CFO services, then this podcast
1: is for you. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, once again, you have uh, Jamie Na and Adam Hale here again from Summit CPA. And today we have a, a special guest, uh, Justin Hatch from Reach Reporting. And uh, we're going to talk about dashboarding and financial statements. So this is a change that Summit CPA has made over the last year. And I. That- I would venture to guess this is probably one of the most impactful changes we've made. So um, we wanted to bring Justin on to kind of talk about his company, but also um, we'll go into some of the details of the changes we made and what a great impact it's made for our clients and our employees. So Justin, you want to start us off just with a quick introduction to yourself and your company so the listeners know more?
0: Yeah, you bet. So uh, I'm Justin Hatch. Um, as Jamie mentioned, I, uh, I started Reach reporting about... Uh, actually, I just I just looked this morning. Five, five years and six months ago. Uh, wow. Back in 2015, and uh, and we started it as a a little bit different organization to what we have now. Uh, same team, uh, but we started it really focusing on the financials for small businesses, just specifically, not not at all in any way targeting their advisors. Not providing it to their bookkeepers, their accountants, uh, in any way, but providing it simply to the business and thinking we could provide metrics and with the, the advancements of technology, we could provide these KPIs that would provide them such amazing insights that you know they would be able to become billionaires in, o- overnight. right? And, and that's uh, all they needed. That was the mistake. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the best part. And if we could provide that, we were going to be billionaires overnight. And, and so you know, we built and we built and we built and. We built. and and interestingly, uh, we found that not only was that not our target audience—I mean, indirectly it was—but directly it wasn't, because a lot of times uh, the smaller businesses, the startups, they feel like they already know everything, and they already have all of the insights, they already have all of the knowledge, and and they don't want it—they don't want somebody to tell you. And additionally, they can't afford the software. They, you know, they can't—they got to be thinking, thinking lean and mean, and. And so what we noticed over time is that we had this audience that kept coming back to us. And that was these accountants that were phenomenally professional and they were so skilled in their trade. And they had these, this series of clients that they were trying to provide these similar ratios and metrics, but, but, but with that custom touch. And I mean, it didn't take us getting hit in the head that many times to realize that this was, this was the market we needed to be working in. And so we you know, completely
2: revised the software. We changed the name and everything, and
0: and that's kind of where it's gone.
2: Yeah, from our side, um, it's funny how you know you kind of evolved. I would say from like an accountant's perspective, what we find is that those clients. Sometimes they have some really cool shiny tools, but then we don't usually find them very effective. Like you said, one, because we can't play with them and tell the right story. But the other side of things is like, we get a lot of clients that come to us and we educate the clients on what the metrics are, but they don't know what to do with them. So it's like, cool, I have the information. Now, what do I do with it? So really, they need somebody like, like the advisor to like come in and help them with the storing telly. Aspect. So even if they had it, they don't really know what to do with it, and so that's probably partially the reasons why you were finding also that the advisors were coming back.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I think it's hundred percent because because so often they're getting they're getting a metric, they're getting a they're well, I, I mean, what what is it really? They're getting the statements out of out of uh, QuickBooks, right? And so so you get these like canned statements, and they're like, is is this good? Are we are we good? Is <laughs> right. this good? Are we, are we, and, and it's like, well, you need somebody. It's not. It's not like they need their handheld. And they didn't. They don't. We're not condescending to them. We're not. We're not babysitting them. But we're just providing a professional analysis as accountants. And, and so what Reach does is it simply just enables them to bridge that gap easier. I mean, we we don't come in. We, we that ship has sailed. Where we think you know we can come up with these magical metrics to make them billionaires. That ship sailed years ago. Uh, what what we do now is we literally enable the person who can make them really successful The person that that is sitting up in that, in that crow's nest, they can see the land far away and, and they, they can really guide the ship to where it needs to go. They can also see the big waves coming. They can see these, you know, the scary things. And so that's what we enable. And I think that's that right there is the entire value of any uh, metric. It's, it's providing directives. It's providing drivers. It's, it's, it's saying to them, Hey, What button do I need to push that if I push it
1: as many times as possible
0: or as hard as possible or whatever, that it's going to make me more profitable, more
1: successful? I I think that's the the benefit we found from reach reporting is is that a lot, obviously, with anything we do, we always take a couple of wrong turns. And so we've, we've tried other tools out. And I think what really benefited us from reach is that we can make it look how we want it to look there wasn't it wasn't canned and we were able to work on them we were able to modify it so we could tell our clients that this is what they're looking for you know this is this is the path you need to go down again it's not always the same for every client some client it might be one metric and another one it might be something completely different we wanted to make it adaptable so i think that's the path that we went down adam do you want to go down that path a little bit more and just kind of talk about the couple of steps we took in order to to find reach reporting and kind of why it's so important for us
2: yeah. I mean, Justin emailed me like a hundred times. I kept putting them in my spam um, <laughs> folder. No, I, I can't remember how we, I mean, we were on this endless search. You know, we didn't have the, you know, we have, um, our IT team is fantastic. And I know a lot of firms don't have that kind of resource. I, I um, second that. Your IT team is fantastic. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that part's cool. But even at that, we still struggled because for a lot of this stuff, you have to be a developer. And so we wanted all this flexibility that these really advanced tools would give us, but even the advanced tools, they didn't really have like a slick or sexy, you know, front end at all. Right. Like they looked really, they look like our spreadsheets. So they didn't really look very cool either. So then whenever we'd find the slick looking stuff, I don't know, it was just one of those things where we wanted to be able to tinker. And then whenever I, I met, and then another big hangup that we had was the ability to actually turn it into a PDF. I know we were kind of getting away from PDFs, but at the end of the day, like sometimes a client just needs to be able to hand that stuff off to the bank or whomever. Print it out, Maybe. pass it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even though we're not delivering that way, they still sometimes have to deliver that way. And I don't want to give like, their banker access to their, all their dashboards with all their metrics all the time. So we wanted to be able to have that and we weren't finding a solution for that. So whenever I met and talked to Justin and he showed me the tour, I mean, it looked amazing. I mean, it looked like something that I of all people could kind of play around with, probably not still completely true, but close enough, you know, as close (laughs) as I'm going (laughs) to get. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so like Jake, who's our IT director, I was constantly handing him people for all kinds of different things. So that poor guy, he was like meeting people every other week for a long time. And I said, "Hey, well, just, you know, here's another one. Check them out and see what you think. He came back and he's like, yep, I think that's the one we're going with. And I was like, what? I was like, I was surprised only because, you know, he's come back and usually our meeting is like Actually- 20 minutes on. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, oh, this is why it wouldn't work. I mean, I like this and I like this, but these are the twelve reasons why we can't go with them. And whenever he came back, he said, "No, I think it's scalable. I think it's user friendly." That I, you know, because he was also to the point where we were using a different product, and he was tired of being IT support for every time somebody needed to just barely touch the product. So some of it was his own, like you know, selfish need to be like released from that process. And, and I think.
1: That's, that's cool. the interesting part for me, Adam. I think is we, we went we started with Excel, right? So we started with Excel, where everybody was the everybody was the IT guy, and of course the the complaints from our team was if Excel breaks, you know, nine times out of ten the file works, but if it breaks, I'm spending ten hours to try to get it worked, and it just ruins my whole week. And now I'm behind on all my financial statements. So we knew Excel wasn't the option. So then we went to a more um, cookie cutter, but where it was pretty complex, where if there were issues, then we were waiting on our two IT people. And so again, we were still hitting way too many bumps. And then again, we found reach where it is a little bit the best of both worlds, where a lot of the small fixes, a lot of the um, customization is it's easy enough for our accountants to do for our CFOs to do. But occasionally if it, We don't want to have them break it as well. So there's are those things that are a little more complex that we need our IT department to help out with, but it's not killing them. And so that's that's an interesting path we've we've gone down.
0: One of the funny things that uh, that you you know this could easily like quickly transition from like uh, like a startup to you know pump people up and get them excited about uh, starting a business because the funny thing was we spent two one two three it was three and change three, three, three plus years just kicking against the pricks you know so to speak it's it's we literally every t- everything we tried it just didn't seem to quite connect it didn't resonate it wasn't working and we and part of it was again the audience part of it was the fact that we didn't have the advisor in there with it and that was that was a big part of it but the other part of it was you know there was just so many little things that we weren't quite providing and so we we spent all this time trying to make friends and we couldn't make any friends no matter what we did, you know, on the playground, we would, <laughs> we would bring candy for people. Like we would, we would do whatever we could to make <laughs> friends on the playground and we couldn't do it. And, you know, looking back, you know, hindsight, hindsight 2020 cliche, right? But looking back, I know I'm so grateful for that opportunity because that changed everything about how we created the software. The software really was designed for small businesses, literally was designed to deliver a message to small businesses. And then we developed it. We added, you know, in that in that additional two years, we developed it heavily to, to be able to meet the needs of big firms. And, and what we looked at is we said, is there a way that we could be the we could enable these CPAs to be the best storytellers out there? Because we know one thing we learned in those three years is that small businesses often have no idea what's happening Often they don't know what the P&L is trying to tell them. They don't even know what the balance sheet really does or any of its value. They certainly don't know what the cash flow statement is. That's like the bottom one that nobody really ever looks at anyway. They don't know what the value of that. It's just, just as well to look at the bank account it is to the cash flow statement. Like they, like yeah. this is, and this is a major problem. So, so once we realize that, we realize that if we can deliver a message in a way that is super, super interesting... And it's actually borderline captivating. Yeah, these are all my numbers. This is my business. I've been looking at this for years. And now you're telling, telling the story to me in a way that I've never even seen before. And if we could figure out a way to do
2: that, we figured that would be the game changer. That would be the thing that makes all the difference. And you know, from, uh, from my perspective, like I think I'm a pretty good damn storyteller. So what I wanted was something that my team could put together fast and easy that I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or here Excel crashed or they're waiting two hours for something. I wanted something that my clients could tinker with because our clients still like to tinker and have access. Oh, hey, you forgot to upload my financials or send them to me or whatever. They have access to it real time. I love the fact that I can send different report. I can send it to like eight different people on my client side instead of just a client and then pay for each additional user. Like that always sucked. So that flexibility is super cool. And then um and then I just wanted something that looked cool. You know, I, I wanted, you know, at the end of the day the best story bugs look good. It's it's a yeah. true story. The optics matter, man. And they so do. um so whenever the client pulls it up and you know, as Jamie mentioned, you know, we might you know, the story changes each time. So I might pull these two or these three. And the cool thing is we've been like assembling in a library of stuff. I mean, you have great templates that you put together, but then we've also been assembling a library and we can pull that stuff in and out. And we might have a ton of different dashboards, but whenever we go to look at the books, if we hop in and we see, Oh, this looks messy. We skip all the other stuff. We just go straight to where the mess is and we're able to like go down that rabbit hole a little bit. Mm I mean, it makes a world of difference, you know, in terms of the storytelling, because we have all those metrics already built out and we know how to like funnel through them too. just, it's, it's
0: cool. interesting too, that a lot of the, a lot of the accountants we work with, they will have a dashboard for their client that, that it's specifically designed for them to look at, for them as the accountant to look at. They don't ever share it with any of their clients, which I think is fascinating because even us, we want to have the story told to us, but in a way that we understand. And that goes down to that, you know, D I K W pyramid that we, we've talked about before. But it, it really, what level of understanding are we at? Whatever level that is, we want to have that under, or that knowledge disseminated to us. I was uh, sitting in front of a board, and, and I and I I shared this. I think I think I shared this before, uh, Adam. Um, but I was sitting in front of this board of directors. At my former company, I was their VP of business development. I was running this department of mechanical engineers among a bunch of other things that we were doing. And we were, we were created, we'd created all these phenomenal products. And so I go into this board meeting and I'm like, all right. Like they have the smartest people on earth in this board. Like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like there was, there I don't was think the, Jamie there was, was there, but um. <laughs> Dude, he, he was, he was probably on, uh, on, the, on the phone. <laughs>
2: <Got listening>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but th- these guys are sitting there and, and I mean, we have the CFO of NASA. We have, we have guys that, that are running big investment firms. We have guys, I mean, these, these guys are phenomenally intelligent. And so I'm like, my ego. I'm scared spitless, right? I, I'm I'm like I I'm, have I'm like those little drops of sweat, you know, up here on the brow, and and uh, and I'm I go into this meeting, and and I I'm dropping every big word that I know, and I'm about three minutes in, and and it was uh, Ronald Spale that stopped me, and he said he's the NASA dude, and he's like, Justin, can you give it to us in a way that that we can just make some decisions off the information? Here <laughs> I'm like. What? Like, like I sure like, don't understand. all that cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, but, but we were talking about flame impingement and rectification, and we were talking about all, like, you love this stuff, and and they were like, we don't even know what those words mean. Like, you got to give it to us in a way that we're going to, and I'm like, the CFO of NASA doesn't know, and, and I'm sure he did. I'm, I'm sure he was probably just, you know, uh, trying to to have me simplify it, but, but that's the lesson I learned is, is that if any time we disseminate information, any time we provide information, no matter when, no matter where we are, no matter who we're talking to, we absolutely need to absorb complexity. We need to make the story simpler.
1: It's 100% true. Again, I've had my whole career in finance and accounting and I learned pretty early on, what I've always said in any role is, is, okay. Cause you'd have, again, you'd have accountants coming and try to explain this really complex thing to you. And you're like, whoa, whoa slow down. Pretend like I'm my 10 year old daughter <laughs> and explain this to me in that way. And I think that's, again, that's the key to finances. There's really brilliant people in finance and accounting, but they can't get down to like the average person's level. And so I think that's, that is super key. And I think that's, what's great about us being able to build our own dashboards and financial statements is a lot of times business owners, they know their business inside now, but when you start talking finance, people just get intimidated and they get, confused and they're like, well, well, wait, 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 let's slow down and, and talk about this in a different way. So, um, Justin, a lot of our uh, companies that listen to this are a two to three person, five person accounting firm. And so, you know, Adam mentioned, we have a brilliant IT guy, Jake, but how would, um, if I'm a three person accounting firm and I'm interested in reach reporting, what would that process look like to get it set up? Can you walk us through that a little bit?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so reach is, is, uh, we've designed it to be really, really intuitive for when you connect the company. So the very first thing you, when you get in there, it, it points you to how to connect, a, a, a QuickBooks or zero company, and then you can connect the company and what, what what we like is we like to absorb complexity and we're, and we're serious about it. So as soon as you log in, as soon as that company is connected, we've already populated a whole series of dashboards and a whole series of reports for you. They're populated with the client's numbers. Like, like we, we having, we have their financing. In fact, we also throw in a bunch of metrics to that are just, they're, they're pretty high level metrics. I'll be honest, but, but they're still metrics that provide insight we believe very strongly, this is just as a tangent, we believe very strongly in how to tell the story and that a story needs to be told in a milk before meat fashion. You know, we start with the simple stuff and then you can get into the complex stuff. But so often so often when we receive a report, it's just all complex. And so we, yep. we have to really buckle down to understand it. And so so when a client will come in or, or a, an accountant comes in, they will connect the clients, QuickBooks or Zero Company, those reports are populated. And then I would encourage them to just go through each of those reports and start looking and saying, okay, what are these reports saying? What's the message that you're delivering? And most of the reports are pretty, they're candid in such a way that you can literally go up to the top left, hit PDF, and it will, uh, it'll drop it right onto your desktop and you can send it to your client. But I, I, personally, I personally love just kind of combing through the numbers for the first time, looking at the trends because it's so interesting. Even for accountants, it's interesting for us to see Oh, okay. These, this is a different way of looking at these numbers. I've been looking at it this way. This is now showing it in its trend and it's comparing this ratio to this ratio on the same graph. That's really interesting. It's providing even me, this, the accountant, this deeper understanding of the business. And then, you know, as, as you start to get into that, then really listening, listening to the client. What's the client saying? What's the client not saying? Because that's sometimes just as informative as what they're saying. What are they not saying? So listen to those things to really understand where that client stands. Our egos want to protect us all the time. And, and so we try to, just like I did in that board meeting, we try to say all the big words that we know. <laughs> we, try to, we, you know we try to protect ourselves. And, and, and that's totally human and that's totally amazing. But we have to recognize that as we're talking to our clients to try to understand, okay, what are they saying? What do they really understand and what do they really want? And then how do I provide reports that uh, can deliver that?
2: I think that um, even from a beginning dashboard phase, like you said, I mean, you have to be, if you want to keep it industry agnostic, you got to start with the high level metrics anyway. But I really do think just the value in having something that's connected. I mean, QuickBooks reports are ugly. I mean, they just, again, I'm, I'm going back to the cuteness factor, but when people are paying you a lot of money for advisory, stuff and you give them just like some canned piece of crap out of the accounting software, like it's definitely a knock on your professionalism for sure. So those things just don't look that great. And in some instances, clients have never really seen those reports in QuickBooks anyway. You know what I mean? So they haven't even looked at their financials. So just being able to have a medium where they can log in and see some, a digital product, you know, that you've kind of put together, even if it is just literally you've connected it and go, I think that's a huge win to be able to print it in a nice fashion and make it look good. Um, and clients go crazy for it. For yeah, sure. that's what I'm saying. I think the money's worth it just in the delivery. I get so many CPA firms that come up to me and they're just like, you know, how do you deliver the product? I am you know, I'm, I'm I need to clean this thing up and make it look good every time. You know, how do I get it from A to Z as fast as possible? And Without then, spending so many hours that yeah. you, you, your margins are so thin,
1: you just can't do anything. And that that's where it saved us. You know, that was our big thing. Is our, you know, we have our accountants, and we're we're always trying to get them to have a larger book of business, right? Like how many clients can you manage? And when each financial statement takes six hours, that's very limiting for a, for how many clients yeah. we can give a senior, because most people want their financial statements in a very short period of time, right? It's in that second or third week that we have to get all financial statements out, and if financial statements take too long to produce, we're limiting their book. Where if we have these things that are just done instantly, and we're spending our time reviewing, and we're spending our time actually looking at the actual. Of these reports, and then they look to Adam's word cute. I mean, it just makes us so much more professional. So um, I think that's I like uh, cute. Yes, Adam loves well, cute. Cool.
0: We- well, the client <laughs> likes feeling sophisticated. That's really what it is. Yeah, you like, get yeah. this like when my when my when my uh, graphic designers give me something that's reach reporting, and it's like it's like super good looking, and it's it's clearly like I mean, this is a professionally designed. I'm like,
2: yes, this is cool. Yeah. Like I'm proud of it. I want to show other people it, and that's our clients are notified. That, that reminds me of the old days whenever I do the binders. Like I said, I'd have those nice, cool – we got our our company colors, had the slick, clear cover at the beginning, had That's a really amazing. thick paper. I felt like a million bucks walking in, dropping <laughs> that thing on the table. I was like, ours looks so Slimming. much better than everybody yeah. else's. You know, like my business card is nicer than yours kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> you know, funny. this is uh, – but it definitely does – Speak volumes in terms of delivery. And then just, again, ease of use. I think we fact, I think whenever we estimated it, I mean, a a pretty fair number is we think we save about $15,000 a month in just delivery. That's at a cost level. You know, we do 125 or so uh, monthly financials where we're doing that, but I mean, just, you know, saving a couple hours each month per person. Well, and then you can scale
0: then you can, then you can add three more clients especially if, if they're uh, in, in certain verticals because now you're using, I mean, that's, and that's another thing that's kind of cool about reach, and I don't want to you know, have a shameless plug in here, but what I really love and one of the things that absorbs a lot of complexity is the ability to build one report for one client and then share it with another client but have it populate with that client's data. Right. right. Yeah. Now you can build, I mean, say you're building it for CrossFit boxes and you build one that you've worked really, really hard on, You can now distribute it to the next one and the next one and the next one, and it'll automatically populate with that relative client's own data. I mean, that's
2: that's huge. Well, the other, building off that though, I would, well, I was just going to say, Jamie, like what I think is really important too, is the combined financials. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're going down that road in the classes. You know, it's really hard to build a combined financial statement in just excel or whatever and get everything to line up it's sometimes same way with the classes to be able to get something that's really digestible and to be able to do that with such ease um you know if you are stacking multiple companies together or if you're having multiple classes this is a great product for that as well
1: i was actually going down the onboarding road and i'm not sure oh. in that calculation that you threw out there adam that onboarding was even put into that savings because that's one of the areas I think that we're saving a ton of time is you know in onboarding every time we had a client come in we had to figure out how to put them into our excel financial statements and we had to have a fully dedicated it guy spending a full week working through that part of the onboarding now like you said it's it's plug and play we connect the financial statements we connect the forecast and it's already in there and so it's more like again I talk about this quite often it's more about reviewing than doing the dirty work right like you spend if you spend 20 hours Trying to get numbers put together, you're not going to be willing to spend too many hours doing the review. Where if it's just a push of a button, you're willing to spend ten hours just like really diving into those numbers and making sure they make sense. And so, and I it, think it gets better.
0: Yeah, we become exactly. curators at that point. Exactly. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, there was this this sweet lady. Uh, her name is Billy Ann. She's she's a really good friend of ours. And and when we were first starting down this path, we we were talking about you know all of the work she had to do to build each report every single month, and she. It out of QuickBooks, she would put it into Excel, she would build it in, in I mean, she would reconnect everything, she would build all of the, the um, KPIs, so she had little charts and graphs that she would take screenshots of, then she would drag it over into Microsoft Word, make her comments in Microsoft
2: Word, and then... it's making it fun oh, of us, Jamie. It's, it's,
0: it's, It was so, it actually broke my heart because we loved Billy Ann, and we were like, this cannot happen, this, this absolutely cannot happen, we have to figure out a way for her not to have to do this again next month. And then and then the the beauty is you instead of becoming the, the this person that's constantly in this mode of creating a new report, you become a curator. And that's a completely different thing. Now you're dealing with something that is entirely different. And if you decide, like you said, Jamie, to spend 10 hours one month, you're now improving this report so dramatically because the following month it's going to have all of the stuff you did before. Plus all of the template you know that you built it off of, plus all of the stuff you did last month, and it's now providing that additional level of knowledge, understanding, wisdom, even into the specific needs of the client. The client can say, "Hey, uh, I'm a little bit, I'm confused about this, or I'm wondering about this, or could we set the sales goal, or or what if, what if you know, COVID really has this effect on us? You know, what's it going to do?" You can build that in right into the report. And, and off you go. And, and then the next month, it's still there. It's already updated with the new numbers. Boom, you're, you're gold.
1: Awesome. So um, we're, we're getting a little close on time here. So I'm just going to throw our email address out there because, um, again, we're trying to make this podcast as um, for our listeners. So if you have any topics, if you want to be a guest, anybody that's listening out there, feel free to email us at CPA at SummitCPA.net. Again, that email address is cpa at s-u-m-m-i-t-c-p-a dot net. We'd love to hear from you. So um, after throwing that email address out there, Adam, Justin, any final thoughts before we uh, end this podcast?
2: Yeah. Um, if you want a discount, email us and we'll, we've, we've got to connect. We know the CEO, oh, yeah. so let us know. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I've got a connection that I can uh, – so for all the listeners Leverage out there. there
0: that, yeah.
2: So, um, yeah let us know we've got a we've got a code he's been gracious to work with
0: our it community. is a good discount so please definitely use it you'd be it's, crazy
2: yeah it. it's it's a, yeah it is um, so he's been gracious enough to work with our community and everything that we're trying to create to to get people delivering VCFO services so if you've been stuck or if you feel like it's been you know a tough process i know it was for us you know just trying to vet the right tools my advice would be just to you know give it a shot and get started um, and, you know, for us, reach was definitely the more user friendly of uh, the options that we've kind of went down that road in the past. I'm going to I'm going
0: to even spin that around and say I, I deal with uh, CPA firms all day, every day with accountants uh, that have one, two, three clients, two accountants that have uh, hundreds, to accounts that have thousands of clients. And and uh, I have been so uh, Adam, I've never even really told you this, but I have been so impressed at the, the operation you guys are running, it is one of the most efficient operations that I've seen ever. It, most of the time people are living in the stone age and, and, and accounting firms are no different. And, and there's a lot of them that, that uh, they could be making so much more money if they would just kind of come into the 21st century a little bit more. And so, so thank you for, for having me on the show. Thank you for, uh, for all you guys are doing for
1: the industry as a whole
0: and, uh, and really moving it forward.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So if any of our listeners feel like they're in the stone age, I think uh, Reach is the place to start. Like I said, we've been doing it. Uh, we started this year. And to me, you know, we've done a, we did the cash flow um, podcast as well, but I think those two changes have helped us in so many ways that we all be covered in this podcast. So I think this is a great place to start because it just, it makes you seem much more sophisticated and it saves you so much time. So that's, those are two um, huge benefits. So definitely thanks for joining us, uh, Justin and Adam, and thanks to our listeners. And uh, we'll be back soon with the next podcast. Thanks, Jamie.
0: Enjoy this episode? Visit our website at summitcpa.net to get more tips and strategies for achieving modern CPA firm success. We're here to be a resource
2: in this ever-changing industry.